Now the serpent, serpent is the devil in disguise. The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, you'll be as God's knowing good and evil. We are surrounded by the stench of liberalism. And that's because every man is doing right in his own eyes. Just like in the book of Judges, it seems that that is where we are today. We are the arbitrators of truth. We are the final judge and the final authority. But Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 12 warns us that there is a way which seemeth right to a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. Now I want to say, I'm talking in defense of the word of God, and I want to say that the Bible was written in such a way to challenge your faith. And the Bible must be received by faith. It cannot be received any other way. Now, when you do that which is right in your own eyes, you become the final authority. When you interpret the Bible your own way, you become the final authority. You say, God didn't mean what he said, this is what he said. And my next question to anybody that would say that is, on whose authority do you make that claim? Now, when you do that, you become the final authority, and that is the very form of idolatry. That is the very source of socialism and fascism, communism, and liberalism. I want to just say from the get-go, and I have hinted around at it many times, but I just want to say it tonight, uh, in no uncertain terms, it is because of preachers mishandling the word of God that has created the, the liberal mess that we have in America. So questioning the word of God begins with subtracting from the word of God. I want you to notice here that Eve left out a word. And this is where, we hear, uh, this is where I'm going with this. Um, and she left out the word freely. And once she did that, one word, once she did that, the devil had her eaten out of his hands. And it wouldn't be long before she would be eating of the tree of knowledge. It wouldn't be long before her eyes would be open. It wouldn't be long before she would realize she's naked and ashamed. It wouldn't be long before her and her husband would be running from God, hiding from the face of God, trying to cover themselves by their good works or their, or their sowing of fig leaves. And uh, where did it all begin? When she left out one word, rather for the word freely, and the devil said, okay, you, you, you're going to tamper with the Bible? Well, then I'm coming after you. And that's the problem that we have today. Man, you got people calling themselves Christians. They're drinking, they're smoking, they're doing dope, they're shacking up, living together, cussing like sailors, brother. Uh, they're not not to be. You want to know why that is? Because if one verse is wrong, then it opens up the door for, well, maybe the verses on cussing are wrong too. Now, I've been preaching this now for 30 years. So don't get upset now. Here's when you know you got a guy that's undermining scripture. When you say, the original Greek says, that is a lie. And anybody that would say that is lying. I would say, on what authority do you make that claim? So you're saying there's a greater authority than this? Okay, all right. Well, then why should we believe you? 
produce the original Greek is show us. Amen. Well, they're going to make that claim. And they're going to pull us away from this. Brother, well, you better, you better show us some original. And even if you told me it was the original, I wouldn't believe it. Because what proof do you have that it is the original? And right there, you've shaken people's faith. Well, it doesn't mean what it says right here. It means something else. Because my preacher said in the originals. And he can't prove it. He wouldn't know the originals if it came right up and said, I am the original. Boy, you hear this a lot too. The Greek says. But there's no such thing as the Greek. Yeah, how is it that you can go, okay, so preachers and seminary professors, how is it that they can go, when, when, when any one of us can just do a little casual study on this thing and know there ain't just one Greek text? There's a whole bunch of them out there. You, if you're going to be honest and just say the Greek says, my next question is, on what authority do you make that claim? There's no such thing as the Greek. They ought to at least be honest and tell everybody what Greek they're referring to. I mean, is it Feller's Greek New Testament? Is it Mill's Greek New Testament? Is it Erasmus's Greek New Testament? Is it Stefan's Greek New Testament? Is it Beza's Greek New Testament? Is it Elzevir's Greek New Testament? Is it Hodges and Fassad's Majority Text New Testament? Is it Nestle's and A-Land Critical Text New Testament? Which one is it? All we're doing is we're telling people that God is not strong enough God is not wise enough and powerful enough to preserve his word from this generation forever. I believe it because God said it. I fell for this at one time. Man, I went for all this. I want to hear some preacher preach somewhere. And he was throwing out Greek like it was, that was his first language. Man, I decided to break out my Greek New Testament. And I said, I'm going to start studying the Greek New Testament. I'll go to bed and read it for about 15 minutes. You know what? Every night. And after about a month, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm not, I don't understand it anymore now than I did back then when I first started. How would you like it if your kid went to play with somebody else's kid and that kid's parent undermined your authority? You wouldn't like it at all. So why is it that we give ourselves more respect and more honor than we do God? And then they like to use straw man arguments for their case. For example, it says in Romans chapter 6, verse number 8, calls the Holy Spirit it. And so here, here, here's what the deceiver says. It doesn't mean itself. That was a mistake. So again, you're accusing God of not being able to preserve his word. Okay? And don't give me this language barrier business either. Remember, Jesus preached and read the Bible in Greek that was translated from the Hebrew to the Greek. And he never criticized it. He never said a better rendering would be this. He, would, he never said the, the Bible's mistaken here. He never said that. If we want to be like Jesus, brother, we just better preach it and stop trying to fix it. You cannot, you cannot improve upon perfection. You're going to go down that road, then you can't stop there. Okay? You can't stop there. Okay, let's just say, for example, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Okay? I'm not saying you, anybody here, but maybe they're right. Now, I don't believe they are, but let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. First of all, they got some, they got some questions on what authority. The originals, you ain't never seen them. The Greek, the Greek, what Greek? How can you criticize Jehovah's Witnesses for mutilating John chapter 1, verse number 1, when you do the same thing with verses that you don't like? So you're going to say, well, the Greek text. You know what they're going to come back with? Well, I got a Greek text that tells me small g. And you don't know what Greek text you're talking about, and they don't know what Greek text they're talking about. And so it's going to be a standoff. Now, you say, well, preacher, where do you come across with the KJV? Well, that's another sermon for another time. But I'll tell you this. Okay, let's give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the KJV isn't the word of God. But you tell me then what is. Tell me what is. 
Um, so what are you going to do? So are you going to go to Numbers chapter 11 and verse number 17, where it says exactly the same thing? 11 and, uh, chapter, Numbers chapter 11, verse number 17. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them. You're going to change that too? And how about when it calls Jesus thing in Luke chapter 1, verse number 35? You're going to mutilate that too? You see, once you start, there is no end. In Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15, it talks about that holy seed, talks about Christ as being it. You're going to change that too? Jesus is called a thing in Luke chapter 1, verse number 35. Here's what they say. Now, here's another thing, okay? Now, if you hear this, you need to, you need to if you ever get mad at me for some reason or you, I don't know, whatever, and you go to another church and this is what you hear the old boy say, he's up there and he's preaching away, and he says, the oldest and most reliable texts, they differ here. That's your signal to get up and walk out. That's your signal right there. Okay? Uh, I wouldn't tolerate it. Here's another one. And no uh, version of the Bible really tampers with or denies any of the fundamentals of the faith. Yes, it does. It denies the very root of the fundamentals of the faith. They'll say, good men differ as to the, which version or, or what the text uh, is and that the text is an error. Or a better rendering is, that's your key right there. Ooh, this ain't the church for me. I, I, listen, all Eve did, all she did was forget one word. A better rendering is this. That's buzzword right there. Or this is an unfortunate translation. Ah, I've heard that until I could puke. And... Uh, all qualified authorities agree. Okay, well, if we're going to go with that, then let's go with global warming. Yeah. I think it's wrong to even say this. The Bible, the King James, is the best, best Bible. That's applying there's other good Bibles. That's wrong, too. There ain't no other Bible. There is no other God. There is no other. God only wrote one book. And two different books that say two different things cannot both be right. And you know, you know where the ASV came from? The American Standard Version? When somebody decided this is not the way it should be. The originals say this. The Greek says this. Leave it alone. That's what the Bible says. You better not add to or take away from the word of God. Eve, you screwed up. All of humanity is, is, is in danger of damnation because you took out one word and you, get, you just went into the devil's corner and he beat you up, beat you down. And next thing you know, you're eating out of his hands. That's right. Now, I want to say Jesus never referenced the originals. Why should we if he never did? And he never questioned it or corrected it. Why should we if he never did? Neither did Paul, neither did Peter, none of them did. And may I remind you that Jesus read from the Greek manuscripts that were translated from Hebrew manuscripts, and he never made an issue of the language barrier, never not one time. Why should we? The problem is that the Bible's not spiritual. The problem is the Bible's not perfect. The problem is we don't like what we read. It's not that we need to rewrite it. We need to reread it. That's what we need to do. And it's not because people don't understand it either. Okay? It's because people don't like what they read. Therefore, they want to change it to mean something else. That's what it is right there. Grace doesn't mean grace anymore. Grace, grace now means you, you're free to do whatever you want to do. You know? Because the original Greek word is God knows what. And, that mean, and then, then what they do... Okay, then they won't tell you what Greek manuscript. Okay, then what they do is they run to Strong's Concordance and find the word and find all the times that it's used and then pick out the one 
that they, that's going to fit what they want. The communism that we came in, came in this country is because, and the socialism and the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this and preachers who said they believe the Bible and lying about it at the same time. They say they believe the Greek. The Greek takes the priority over the, over the English. Okay, then. Let me see you read a chapter. All you're doing is trusting somebody who trusts somebody who trusts somebody else. Why can't we just believe that God says what he means and means what he says? I want to make a brave statement here. I want to step out on a limb right here and make this statement. All apostasy begins with questioning of the word of God. It's as simple as that. Every liberal and every cult and every heresy begins by questioning the word of God or putting God's authority against another authority. I'm, not, I'm saying that there's no way anybody will become a liberal so long as he submits himself to the infallible, inerrant, holy word of God. As long as he stays in the word and believes it and submits to it, he'll never become a liberal. So here's what happens. What the devil wants to do and how it all happens is pit one authority against another. That's what it comes down to. With me, God is my final authority and it's the word of God. It is the word of God. And I ain't going to touch it. Three times the Bible says in the book of the law, in the book of wisdom, Proverbs, and in Revelations, you better not tamper with it. You better not touch it. You better not take away from it. You better not add to it. You better not change it. And how in the world can preachers get up and say, well, it doesn't mean serpent. It means something else. You know, anyway, there were no serpents that walked back then. There's no evidence of it. Doesn't that just make you mad? Anyway, and so, so here's what happens. The result of the conflict is now we have tradition of the church fathers. They're, they're pitted against the New Testament. Church councils against the New Testament. Popes who speak ex cathedra speak against the New Testament. It's either the Pope speaking ex cathedra or the New Testament. Brother, I don't care what the consensus is, brother. God's word outranks everything anybody can say. Well, the Book of Mormon and, you know, and the golden plates that nobody's seen. As far as I'm concerned, it's the same way with the Greek, you know. <laughs> the golden plates, the Book of Mormon, outranks the Word of God. Because what you do is you're going to pit one against the other. It won't be long before you'll side with the one against the Word of God. The Talmud against the Old Testament. The Charismatic's personal experience against the Bible. Now I'm going to say this again. Because we got too many Christians that can't see the difference. Oh, it's all about the love of God. No, it ain't. It's about the truth. Because truth defines love. Okay? That's, that's the thing. You don't, know, you don't know love unless you have the truth. The issue is not godliness. This is what we hear all the time. Well, we can overlook all these differences because, after all, the issue is soul winning. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. The, the foundation teaches us that we ought to be soul winners. But that's not, listen, that is not the foundation. 